Good morning, and welcome to another mini Monday episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your hosts. I'm Erica. And I'm Abby. Today, I'm going to tell you guys about a Jane Doe that was found in Orange County, California. So pour yourselves a strong cup of joe and let's dive in. Around 4 p.m. on March 14, 1968, a couple of boys were playing in a field in Orange County, California, and they came across something. Steve Fulmer, who at the time was 10 years old, said that him and his friends were out there looking for lizards and frogs, and they saw what they thought was a mannequin. They then soon realized that it was someone's body, and they ran to a nearby neighborhood and told someone who then called the police. Steve actually ended up becoming a police officer for 20 years in the same area, and he recalled this Jane Doe case throughout his whole career. They theorized that the woman was possibly either Caucasian or Hispanic, and she was about 5 feet 1 inch tall and was missing several teeth and wearing purple capri pants a multicolored blouse, and a black plastic jacket and black shoes. And they estimated her to be somewhere between 20 and 30 years old. She had been sexually assaulted and her throat had been cut, which ended up being the cause of death. Did they know how long she had been deceased at this point? They had estimated that she had been murdered less than 24 hours prior to her body being found. And they obviously ruled it a homicide. However, her description did not match any missing person reports in the area. They were able to get some DNA samples from her body and put them into CODIS. However, nothing popped up. Nothing matched. At the crime scene, the only outside thing they could find was a used cigarette butt, and they did get some DNA from that as well. However, like I said, none of it matched any DNA profiles that they already had. Was the DNA from the cigarette butt and the DNA from the body the same? Like, was it the same? She was the one smoking the cigarette? No. The DNA was of a male profile and who they believed to be the killer. Interesting. This happened in 1968, and police don't get any new information on this until 2011, when a tip came in after they'd seen a sketch of the victim that was released. And the person who called in with the tip thought that maybe the Jane Doe that was found could have been a friend of hers from that time period. She said her name was Rosie and that her last name was of Italian descent, but she didn't remember. And she worked at a bar in Long Beach as a waitress called the Circus Room. How I gathered it was maybe they both worked together or just like kind of vaguely knew each other. And this was... How many years later? The Jane Doe was found in 1968, and this tip came in in 2011, so about 40 years. So the tipster was trying to recall. That just seems like such a long time to just all of a sudden, like, remember. I mean, good for her for remembering it, but that just seems like so random to just all of a sudden. Well, what happened was a new sketch was released, and I think it was just on the news. They were trying to get any information on this Jane Doe case, and she just happened to see it and called in and was like, hmm, that might be Rosie, who I used to. I don't know if she works with her, but that's kind of the vibe I got from it. She said it's possible that she had a two-year-old son nicknamed John John and maybe some brothers as well, but that was all she was able to give authorities. The mystery has been solved. 
Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. Owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. In 2019, Huntington Beach detectives were able to work with the Orange County District Attorney's Office and use investigative genetic genealogy to try to test some of the DNA and see if they can get any hits. And they did. The DNA from the cigarette butt was identified as Johnny Crisco. Johnny Crisco died in 2015. So unfortunately, they weren't able to talk to him. But They were able to completely match him with the crime and they theorized that he picked her up and took her to the field where he sexually assaulted her and she fought back and it led to the murder. I was really concerned that even if they were able to figure out who did it, that they were probably going to be deceased since it had been 40 plus years, 50 years. It was so many years ago and Ironically, though, he had only passed away four years prior to them identifying him. He was not on their radar at all during the time. He had been discharged from the army after three years for failing a psychological exam. And they identified that he had some aggressive reactions and he was just too, they use the word resentful and immature and impulsive. They also were able to identify the Jane Doe, though. She was identified as Anita Louise Pateau. So not Rosie. Not Rosie. However, Anita had left her home and sent a letter a year later to her mom saying that she was a waitress in California. So I wonder if maybe she was Rosie and was just using a different name. That's possible. Anita's niece, who is 60 years old now, was recalling the case and saying that her family did believe that Anita had been deceased, but they just didn't know where what happened to her. They basically just never heard from her again. And I assume just never came across any of the Jane Doe sketches or anything like that, which makes sense because you really don't see a lot of these Jane and John Doe's or even cold cases in missing persons files, especially if you're not in that state. Or if you're actively looking for it. Like, the only time I really come across it, and honestly, I doubt I would come across it if we didn't do this podcast where we were constantly researching it and looking into things like this. Detectives are still trying to piece together what exactly happened and if there's any way that Johnny Crisco knew Anita prior or if it was happenstance. They want to know why she got in the car with them. So they are asking if you have any information on this case to contact the Huntington Beach Police tip line at 714-375-5066. I do want to say though is a sad case it sure is but I am glad that after all this time, they were able to get some answers and give some closure to the family. It's really cool how far DNA testing and the genealogy thing has come and how much it's helped in cases. I really hope that we could get to a point in our lifetime where 
we see all cases being solved because of the advancements that have been done in DNA technology. Even in the last two to three years, we've seen so many people being linked to cases, Golden State Killer, I mean, all of these different things because of DNA. And it's really cool to be seeing this. I also really appreciate how much it's helped out the Jane and John Doe cases specifically because it's so sad when you find someone who's been hurt or murdered or even just deceased from some other reason and nobody knows who they are and the family doesn't have that closure. So let's hope that it just keeps getting better. This is your editor Bryce jumping in real quick for a reminder that today, September 21st, 2020, is the last day for submissions on our 100,000 play giveaway. If you missed it, last Monday, we reached 100,000 total plays on the podcast, which is a huge milestone. And just like 40,000 plays, we are celebrating by doing a merchandise giveaway. We are giving away five of our Crime Over Coffee mugs, and you can enter by going to either of our social media channels, Facebook or Instagram, finding the video of the announcement, liking it, following the page, and tagging a friend or sharing. And yes, you can enter in twice by doing that on both of the social media profiles. At the end of tonight, by midnight, we will be going through and randomly selecting our winners. And this upcoming Saturday, we will be doing a live stream to announce those winners. So be on the lookout, like those pages, follow them, and get yourself a Crime Over Coffee mug. And thanks again for all of the support from all of you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.